PharmaSolutions.com. Law Talk with Bill Sherwood is brought to you by Sherwood Legal Services. The lawyers on air are not able to give advice about any given person's legal problem over the air. Giving legal advice requires confidentiality. Attorney-client privilege won't protect conversations literally being broadcast from a radio. If you call into this show, the attorneys don't represent you unless you sign a retainer. No paperwork, no representation. You have no expectation of privacy or attorney-client privilege on a call. This is a live broadcast. It does not get less confidential than this. The attorneys can't predict how any given legal matter will turn out. Lawyers give legal advice. They can't give you tailored advice about your legal problems without an in-person interview. Please call in with your general legal questions. This is Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and WCBM.com. It's time now for Law Talk with Bill Sherwood. Good afternoon. Thanks for spending your Sunday afternoon with us. Uh, today we have the pleasure of being joined by not only a good friend of mine, but also one of my mentors, uh, Bob Symes of the Law Office of Robert L. Symes. Um, he was claims counsel for both USF&G and St. Paul Fire and Mar- Marine Insurance, as well as counsel to the Special Investigations Unit of both places. And then about 20 years ago, he founded his own practice over in Hamden. And uh, proud to call him my also my law neighbor. Uh, we split some office space there. And then we're still also joined by his associate, Yosef Cooperman. Yosef? Hi, I'm Yosef. I work for Bob. <laughs> and on to my right is John Coke of the Coke Insurance Agency. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome. I'm happy to have Bob here. I'm I'm no longer the the senior member, right? We're we're I'm now far and away the senior member. Oh, not I, far and away. I, I you don't think, look like it. I think you guys maybe are a little bit closer than you guys think, but um, <laughs> you know, Yosef's the one still here as as our as our baby in the in the house. So we, we were <laughs> laughing because we had to tell him that their cars you have to crank cars years and years and years ago. Yeah, and he, Pixar it's, didn't it's, happen. Pixar uh, didn't happen. <laughs> I think it's hard for any you know anybody to believe that you know if they don't have to roll up a window that somebody actually. Has to crank up a car to get it started, you know. It's just funny to me, as brilliant as, as Joseph Window is, cranks, and he just I knows. <laughs> car cranks? You guys are kidding. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a YouTube video of it either, because it didn't have video. Yeah, as I said, it didn't happen. Yeah, that's why it didn't happen, <laughs> no right, picks, Joseph? It didn't yeah. happen. That's how right. it works. So uh, we're going to uh, start off with our normal uh, lawyer joke. Joseph, take that okay. away. Uh, it's uh, cross-examination. A uh, lawyer died, and people are suing over whether he did stuff before he died or after it. Um, and the uh, lawyer for the uh, people who want the lawyer's actions to take effect are cross-examining the medical examiner. The lawyer says, uh, you did the autopsy. The doctor says, yes. Was he dead? Yes. Well, how'd you know he was dead? Well, his brain was in a jar on my desk. But are you certain that he was actually dead? You know what? I guess he could have been practicing law. <laughs> um, that, that's an old one. I don't know who wrote it, but they deserve credit. People don't give enough credit to the people who came up with lawyer jokes. So since we don't have uh, the, the identity of the person that gave us that joke, uh, we're going to throw out the uh, the gift card to Towson Deli North. Uh, to the first caller that calls in at 410-922-6680 or 1-800-922-6680. And then the best question of the day gets a gift card from John and the Coke Insurance Agency. Is the Visa gift card? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Yep. All right. So, and these would be law questions, yes. correct? Law or insurance? Try to keep it to that category. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Law or insurance? Nothing about dinosaurs or all the uh, cars. Frank I don't know. Cars. Dinosaur questions? <laughs> uh, they sound pretty fun. <laughs> but, but, but do they exist? We've never had YouTube videos of these things. <laughs> yeah. You sure they were? You know, I make exceptions to pics that didn't happen before 1900. <laughs> okay. Before, or the development of photography. <laughs> but like the 1930s on, like I'm skeptical. The, you know, sounds like fake news to me. Yourself. Hey, you know, it's on Twitter oh. though, and there are pics. <laughs> so uh, we, we've we've hoodwinked Bob to come in and, and uh, grace us with his presence to uh, help us to talk about a lot of different insurance issues today. Uh, we're going to start talking with uh, about property and casualty insurance because that's something uh, the three of us that are not Bob know a lot about. But I'm still sure that Bob probably knows more because he's been practicing for a long time in that field. So, At least I've been doing it longer. I don't know if I know any more, but hopefully I've learned something along the way. So, um, so, Yosef, what what do you think is the um, is the one thing that uh, in homeowners claims that pops up that you know Bob might might want to you know okay. b- b- be the best question to ask Bob first because you work with him all the time. So let's start talking about appraisals. Because people don't read their policies, but if you read your policy, there is a provision that lets you go and uh, having non-court dispute resolution about valuation, and that way you don't have to pay lawyers to go fight with people, and you keep more of your money. So it's a very important provision. And I think that's probably the best place to talk, because that is, to me, one of the most fascinating parts of a policy. And, you know, no one reads all of the policy, but they especially don't read that part of the fine print. And it's the good fine print that helps them. Yeah, we regard to property insurance, both homeowners insurance and commercial property insurance, there is almost always a provision for appraisal, which allows one of the parties to request, in fact, require appraisal if there's a question about the actual damage amount to the property. And that's an important distinction to make and to remember that it has to be about the damage amount. It can't be about coverage. It can't be about liability. It, it has to be um, a dispute about how much the claim is worth. And either the insured or the insurer can invoke the appraisal clause, and each side then picks an appraiser. So Mr. Homeowner Insured picks his appraiser, and the insurance company picks its appraiser, and then the two appraisers, at least theoretically, agree on an umpire, <laughs> although sometimes the two appraisers have some difficulty doing that, and somebody has to go to a lawyer, and a lawyer has to file a petition with the court. And Joseph and I have run into that, I guess, more often than I at least personally used to run into it. And... It's a particularly important section of the policy for a homeowner because it allows you to go through appraisal and short of fraud, whatever the umpire and one appraiser agree to be the amount of the damages will be the amount of the damages and you save yourself an awful lot as far as the expenses of the legal system. The attorney that you hire to file a petition probably doesn't have to do anything more than that. So... Joseph also has has been working with a number of public adjusters, and some of you probably are familiar with those. Some of you are not. 
Joseph, can you talk a little bit about public adjusters? Yeah, so the, the core of the appraisal process is that you don't need a lawyer to fight about valuation. If you're having a dispute about how much your roof is damaged, then uh, I don't know anything about that because I was trained to figure out how to read insurance policies, and if you give me a hammer, I can figure out which end to hit it with, maybe. Um, you know, don't trust me with power Allegedly. tools. So... Uh, you go to a public adjuster is a person who specializes in doing insurance claims who works for the policyholder to value, value, value these claims. Usually what happens is you go to a public adjuster and then they either act as the appraiser, they find a colleague who does the appraiser, um, and they do the entire process and you don't need a lawyer and then you get to keep all your money and you don't get caught up in endless, you know, endless delays and red tape. Um, I've and- got a question about that process, too. So when I've had losses on properties before, uh, sometimes they will take and say, okay, like the, the some random piece of technology inside the house, maybe it got water damaged or fire damaged or whatever, and they'll say, well, you bought it for brand new at you know last year, and now there's some sort of set de- depreciation value. Do, do the adjusters or do uh, the appraisers ever argue on the depreciation rate that they go with, or is that just some kind of industry standard? So usually what happens is you have a, uh, you have a replacement cost policy, um, and the replacement cost policy means that when you replace it, it all comes out in the wash and it doesn't matter. Hopefully. That's the actual cash value and the replacement cost. And you get the actual cash value. You start buying things that unlocks the replacement cost. Very neat, very efficient. Um, if you don't have a replacement cost policy, then you get into a dispute. The insurance companies have giant databases that they claim accurately depreciate things using the complex formulas that they uh, regard as proprietary and won't tell people about. Mm-hmm. Public adjusters are usually trained on that because usually you get to be a public adjuster by working for the insurance companies, learning how it's done, and then you know when you get sick of your bosses, you know you uh, you put up your own so open up your own shop and start working for the policyholders, and that's a very common route into the industry, and mm-hmm. that's how people get training on using these databases, okay. and it's. Beyond that, it's a industry yeah. now. Could somebody argue that that was all basically made up and that you should be able to start arguing about the garage shell or Craigslist value of objects? I mean, sure, but it's really hard to quantify that. I think sometimes, um, Bill, confusion sets into a lot of the carriers will settle initially settle the claim at actual cash value until you've actually replaced the item and then you get a check for the difference. So a lot of times mm-hmm. people yeah, that's will panic works. and they'll say, yeah. hey, I, I, I had this... Electronics are a bad example because they get cheaper in value right. as times go, go along. Oh, they're, they're, that's a weird irony of the stuff. Yeah, like, it's very couch, strange. Right. You know, a couch loses all its value. If you have your old couch 20 years old, it's worth $50 on Craigslist, but it will cost 3000 to buy it new. But like, if you buy a, <laughs> buy a computer and you paid $500 for it and you used it for five years, and then you want to go replace it with an equivalent thing, they'll be like, how about this? We'll pay to take it away from you because that thing isn't just worthless. It's not even a good flower pot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's an important thing for consumers to understand with replacement value. Mm-hmm. These policies are almost always providing replacement coverage. Most of them are what's called ISO homeowner three forms, insurance services office forms. And the replacement cost section requires the insurer to pay the difference between the actual cash value and the replacement cost after the replacement has taken place, not before. Right. So how do you advise your your clients on that account John I just warn them up front that when there when a claim happens you're going to have to go out and buy the items or replace the items they're not going to give you the full cash value of everything that you had prior to your purchase so I think people think that that's fair as long as they understand that going in and that they don't get hit like I say you get you have you know ten thousand dollars worth of stuff that gets destroyed and they send you a check for for 
five grand and and they think they're getting stuck with the difference. Well, I've got another kind of question. This is about automobiles, too. Uh, so I'm a little bit of a gearhead. I've been working on a Jeep forever. If it ever gets done, I'm going to be coming to John to get uh, insurance on this thing. But you know, if I go and try to do the replacement value, it's a 1997 Jeep, but I've probably put you know 20 grand worth of uh, engine parts and everything else together and you know could have went out and bought a brand new Jeep. So if I want a replacement cost on that and it gets wrecked somehow, um, you know, is there a special type of policy or rider? I got to ask that up front, or so you yes. can't general standard collision coverage or comprehensive is actual cash value. Right, right. I've seen like I think nationwide advertising that they will sell you a replacement cost policy for the first three years. The the what we generally do at the Coke Agency, we actually will write special vehicles, uh, collector vehicles, vehicles that have been enhanced and replaced. They go through a company called Haggerty uh, is one of the most yeah. common carriers. They have, and Bob might know a little bit more about this than I do, but it's called a stated value. Yeah, I've They seen agree those. to the stated value. So if, Bill, if that car is worth $20,000, mm-hmm. if you have an accident in that car, they're going to pay you $20,000. And it's a, it's a stated value versus... Yeah, uh, versus uh, all right, versus let's, cash cash let's go ahead and take our uh, first commercial break, and then we'll come back with this after... After the commercial, stays. WCBM Baltimore. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. If you need hotel accommodations for your business clients or out-of-town guests, the Hampton Inn Owings Mills is perfect. The Hampton Inn Owings Mills is located close to the heart of Baltimore. At the Hampton Inn, you'll enjoy the comforts of home and friendly service. Start your day outright with Hampton Inn's free hot breakfast served daily. In a rush and no time for breakfast, Hampton Inn Owings Mills provides free on-the-run breakfast bags. Available Monday through Friday. For lunch and business suggestions, their knowledgeable team members will direct you to the finest restaurants just minutes away. At the Hampton Inn Owings Mills, guests receive clean and fresh accommodations, free high-speed Internet, a business center open 24-7. Plus, guests enjoy a heated indoor swimming pool and access to the fitness center. Book your reservations for Hampton Inn Owings Mills at Hampton.com or call 410-654-2780. 410-654-2780. Be part of one of Maryland's treasured traditions. It's the Preakness Balloon Festival, May 11th through May 13th at the Howard County Fairgrounds. This event will include activities aimed toward young children and those young at heart. Activities include handmade crafts, retail and food vendors, Kid Zone, live music on stage both Friday and Saturday, along with tethered and non-tethered balloon rides. You can even renew your wedding vows and take a balloon ride to celebrate. This event is not to be missed. For more information, go to PreaknessBalloonFestival.com. 
That's PreaknessBalloonFestival.com. This year's major sponsors are Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs and Wise Markets. Eat better, spend less. This year's Preakness Balloon Festival is brought to you in part by Glory Days Grill, Pearl's Bath and Tile, Chick-fil-A, and by Power Home Remodeling. As a small business owner, keeping up with the ever-changing marketing and social media trends can be difficult and time-consuming. Let SK Creative Solutions take the responsibility off of your plate. At SK Creative Solutions, they offer various marketing services such as social media management, website design, search engine optimization, and graphic design. SK Creative Solutions is a one-stop shop for all of your small business marketing and advertising needs. Grow your business today with the power of social media and website marketing. Visit skcreativesolutions.com for more information. When you got married, you took a vow to always be there for each other till death do you part. But what if the unthinkable happens? Would your spouse be able to make it alone financially? You need Allstate Life Insurance. Baltimore Allstate agent John Koch can help you get the coverage you need at an affordable price. Call John today, 410-931-1400, and ask for a complimentary life insurance review. Are you in good hands? Life insurance offered by Allstate Life Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and Lincoln Benefit Life Company, Lincoln, Nebraska. The views and opinions you hear on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and WCBM.com are not necessarily those of the owners, management, employers, and advertisers of WCBM. But they should be. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and WCBM.com. Welcome back. Uh, before the commercial break, we were talking about properly insuring a custom vehicle. Um, and But before we get back into that conversation, I want to go out and do, renew the call for phone calls. First caller in gets a gift card to Towson Deli North. And the best uh, question of the day will get a $20 gift card from the Coke Insurance Agency. Agency. The phone numbers to call in are 410-922-6680 or 1-800-922-6680. So um, right before the break, we, uh, John was talking about a certain insurance company that would uh, actually provide yeah. a coverage for a specialized vehicle. For a specialized older vehicle that's been, that has some value to it. it. A stated value policy is what we always suggest doing. And generally, they're less expensive than putting it on your, your normal uh, auto policy, and you can go get a specialty policy to give you the actual whatever that company agrees that you're going to insure the car for. That's what they'll pay you in a claim. So they're 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 great great policies if your car can. So do they ask for a bunch of receipts like you know where you've no, you know, done g- generally or? the car has to have some value at least five thousand dollars or more, and then they will ask you to take a photo. Um, of the vehicle, and that's generally it. They have a pretty good idea when you call. The, the, the companies have car heads that are there. Uh, they, they know the cars. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a major problem with over... You can't over-insure things um, because it would create a moral hazard for you to destroy your car and then take the money. <laughs> yeah. And so they... it's, a, it's you, you can get the policies, and they're... You know, because otherwise you can't really value, like, if you had, like, a 1970 Jaguar. Right. The answer is that there is no ready market for a classic car like that. So you can't just say, oh, well, what's a 2012 Corolla cost these days? It, it's yeah. surprising, though, that people will call in with that, and they and I ask them what they think the value is. And in many cases, we'll get to the experts at the carrier, and they actually come up with a higher value than what the customer really really thought it was going to be. A lot of these classic cars have... Uh, 
a lot of variation. You can go on eBay, find a 1976 Corvette that's $3,000. And I also saw one that someone had totally revamped, framed up, and added all kinds of bells and whistles. Yeah. They were asking 140000 for this thing yeah. on eBay. So, yeah, you, you know, need some receipts luck. for that, that, uh, and, and well, some yeah, my, my recollection of the last time we saw one is that the application includes how did you get it? How much did you pay? Um, and a lot of that, that kind of information yeah. to make sure that you're not using this as a way to, you know, buy a bad classic car, a $3,000 classic car, insure it for $25,000, uh, for you know, $25,000, yeah. and then it gets mysteriously stolen. Yeah, that's it. it it's mm-hmm. done. Usually photos are, are pretty right. much. And, I, and a pickup truck is interesting because a lot of people like to buy and collect the old pickup trucks, but the, the question is they want to know how are you using it? And if you're using right. it to take items to the dump, they won't insure that. Point. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think you also have to, you have to you also ask how often you're driving it. How often uh, gar- yeah. they like it garage kept? All they they've actually deviated from that. It used to be they'd only keep it if, or insure it if it was garage kept, but now they've gotten away from that. Have, so. have Bob or Yosef have either you had any uh, litigation on uh, you know experiences that can be broadly? Well, we've we've had clients, but um, a lot of it's privileged. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. fun stuff. Um, <laughs> Certainly, you know, there's a, there's a market for those kind of vehicles, yeah. and the insurance industry responds to the market and they have the expertise in, internally to come up with the value of the car that's that's very close and to avoid the moral hazard that Joseph referred to. Would you all be able to help a client if they didn't agree with what the value of the car was? Well, it's usually too late on the valuation. Too, what yeah. happens um, is that you're going to you go and value a car and then the insurance company looks back at its application and is like, now, wait a second. You said you paid, you know, you paid $10,000. Mm-hmm. But can we see some receipts? What um, if it's appreciated? Yeah, it's, and that doesn't change. That's the you just stated values. You don't have to agree how much the car's worth, mm-hmm. but they will look at that application and say, "Well, how come you had a bankruptcy and you know it's still you still have the car that you say now is worth fifty thousand dollars and it's not in your bankruptcy estate?" And you see things like that, all the different little representations, um, and that's where you start letting look at it because if there's any fraud in the application on a first party property policy, they will void it. They will not pay you, right? Um, because and they will probably send you to the MIA for a prosecution. Right. Um, because like insurance farm, far, fraud is a prosecuted f- crime, not as prosecuted as it should be, but like outright fraud and you know those those kind of stuff, they'll they'll avoid it and they refer it to the MIA. Well, let's let's come back to the MIA uh, after we go forward and something else. Uh, I've known Bob since about t- 2010. He was was gracious enough to allow me to start my law career as a law clerk for him. And I remember back then you had a lot of information laying around on. Bad faith claims, and you know, I think you might even had a, a business at some point uh, discussing uh, good practices for the insurance industry. So, you know, give us a little bit of an overview of what a bad faith claim and, is, and maybe explain what a bad faith claim yeah. is for for the people yeah. that may not follow that. <laughs> bad faith is an area of insurance law, and at one point, I was responsible for all the bad faith claims against USF and G, and then St. St. Paul. So, I've had experience in. A lot of states, and the law on bad faith varies tremendously from state to state. And in Maryland, we really have basic, a very basic version of third-party bad faith and a statutory version of first-party bad faith. And the difference is this. A third-party claim is where your insurance company... That's the company you pay the premiums to for your personal automobile coverage or for your homeowner's coverage is providing an attorney and is going to have to pay up to policy limits for a claim that's been made against you by a third party. 
So the third party, of course, is not a party to the contract. The contract is between the insurance company and you, the named insured, and you have been sued, and it's a third-party claim. And where you get into the duty of good faith, which is what we're really talking about, is that it is a common law obligation of insurance companies in Maryland, and it's recognized in a case called White versus State Farm and the cases that then follow it. And the idea is that since the insurance company is going to control the defense of the claim against you, they're responsible if they have an opportunity to settle the case within policy limits and they fail to do so. And what happens is if indeed the insurance company is in bad faith in the way they've handled a claim, then any excess amount that you owe when the judgment for the third party has been entered against you that's above your policy limits will still be the responsibility of the insurance company. So essentially, you've opened up the insurance policy limits. First party bad faith goes to first party claims, and first party claims are those that you make directly against your insurance company. So you have collision coverage. You have homeowner's coverage that protects your home and say you experience a fire at the house and you make a first party claim for the repairs and the insurance company doesn't treat you as you see it in a fair and reasonable way there's a statute that was enacted in 2007 that allows you with your attorney to make a bad faith claim with the maryland insurance administration and their various exceptions and exclusions but generally that's where you have to go first and it's a difficult process in the sense that there is an awful lot of paperwork and it hasn't really borne out i I think everybody would concede um as a particularly effective um process it it hasn't seen a lot of traction you don't see much um in the way of these cases going to court you can Mm -hmm. uh you've we've i mean we've looked and Mm -hmm. we've never found a uh we've never found a case that went to trial and that says something that people, because everywhere else in the country, you go to Pennsylvania, it's a free-for-all, and everyone's asserting bad faith claims <laughs> willy-nilly. And in Maryland, crickets. And when you look at the MIA's opinions, because the MIA reports what happens, your rough odds of a successful bad faith claim are about, like, 7 to 15%, depending on the year. And the amount of bad faith claims is steadily falling because the general wisdom and the, uh, the general wisdom among lawyers is that it's just not worth the trouble. It's a better resolution for the client to just go to court and have a contract claim and trying to argue that the insurance company mistreated their client. It's such a long, it takes so much extra time that it's not worth the client's trouble. Yeah, I, I, I think our experience is if you have a bad uh, claim situation, it, it's probably best to go right to the insurance commissioner yourself right to initially and, and see if you can get a resolution they they do look out for you yeah, look there's, for the there's a separate complaint procedure that people use under the unfair claim process claim practices statute that's 27303 as opposed to 271001 mm-hmm. and that process has you get you what happens is you file a complaint which you go online and you fill out right. the form an investigator calls you up gets some data from you talks to the insurance company and in my experience they get you straight answers. They right. get you straight answers with documentation that no lawyer will get you without having to pay tens of thousands of dollars in discovery. Absolutely. Yeah. And right. if there's yeah. a paperwork error, 
then it gets accelerated yeah. up the train right away, yeah. and it gets resolved. Yeah, when the commissioner gets great. involved, the insurance companies pay attention yeah, pretty exactly. quickly. It's, yeah. you know, and they I, get you the answer. So that, exactly. that's the main. So for anybody listening to MIA, is the Maryland Insur- Insurance Administration, and they're the, uh, I guess the the uh, regulatory body for all of Maryland yeah. and all the yeah. insurance companies. Yeah, uh, they're, they're they're more of a, I think, a consumer advocate to make sure that well, that the consumers are being treated fairly. They have mm-hmm. another hat where they are the regulator of all things insurance. Absolutely, and like they do a lot of financial investigation stuff that you don't you don't see because they just make sure all the companies are solvent. Sure, um, and they also are the same people that go and regulate the insurance producers. Yeah, um, and so they, they you know you only really see the consumer hat because that's the one you get to actually use. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's yeah. you know it's a it's a very important agency. And they still approve rates. I think uh, I, I, I think it's pretty complicated. No, but they approve rates. They approve forms. Right. Since the Supreme Court made it clear that the states have primary responsibility for regulating the insurance industry within the borders of the state. They have um, a lot of authority, and they're very effective. They're very good people over there, and and part of their job is is to watch out for the public and make sure that the insurers in Maryland are being treated correctly. Let's uh, pause this conversation. We have a call coming in from Joe in Westminster about open accident case. I don't know if we can actually hear too much of this on the air. We might have to see where it is. Hey, Joe, you're on the air. Hi, thanks. Uh, This concerns an auto accident case that has been resolved or has been settled, but it's still open. But without saying any names or anything, what's the general... uh, the general question about that case. Okay. It was settled in the accident 2011, uh, settled 2015, but was told that if I took the benefit then at the settlement, uh, I might be billed by Medicare, by the therapy, and the hospital later. And uh, the attorney said, would you want me to try to take care of that so you have no comebacks? That has not yet been taken care of. So uh, there was open, just so I can clarify. It sounds like they're medical liens. Yeah, yeah, open medical liens. And the medical liens weren't, uh, weren't, weren't covered with the initial settlement. Is that correct? Kind of. I have not yet been given formal medical liens. Hmm. Well, I think that this is, you know, when, when you settle one, a liability case, um, you have an obligation to pay all the providers who treated you. And you also, if Medicaid treats you, there's a whole procedure for that that I've, I've never had to deal with, so I don't know it, but it's complicated. The attorney and, said he would take care of all those possible leakings. Yeah, that's, that's a normal thing for an attorney to do, and there's probably the money to pay them is locked up in an escrow account to, uh, to settle them, which is what normally happens. And... Um, the uh, attorney's probably, at a minimum, is going to wait three years until after it when all the statutes of limitations run. And uh, that's, that's what it, that seems like a pretty normal thing, um, that it, it can happen because, you know, if you're not negotiating, the, you know, people will stall. Well, one of the things I would say to you, Joe, is that, you know, open, ha- have this conversation with your attorney. You know, go back to the attorney, uh, ask about if the Medicare lien has been taken care of and the other medical liens have been taken care of. And if they haven't... Um, you know, have a conversation with them and see when they plan on taking care of those liens. But um, and if they, and if there is more problem, then you you know might might need to have a conversation with another attorney after that. But um, 
Yeah, it sounds like you're doing that. This is this sounds like a normal thing. You should just yeah. yell at your attorney for being slow. I encourage okay. you to do that. <laughs> communicate. Nice. The communication is always great. <laughs> Be nice to your attorney. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling in, Joe. And uh, Joe, you were the first caller, so I'm going to put you on hold. You will get the uh, Towson Deli North gift card. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And uh, now we're going to go to our next break. WCBM Baltimore. Keep the umbrella handy here today. Scattered showers, even thunderstorms for us here as we finish out our weekend. Some drier weather ahead as we look towards the business week. It'll be cooler today. High temperatures only mid part of the 60s. Showers tapering off here tonight. Temperatures drop down into the mid 50s. We're in and out of the clouds on Monday. Slight chance for a shower to tomorrow. Highs around 70. Sunshine Tuesday and Wednesday, middle to upper 70s. I'm Ken Boone from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. If you're currently thinking about buying a home or refinancing your mortgage, it is very important to choose a solid, reputable title company to handle your real estate closing. And one of the best around is Summit Title Company. Summit Title has handled thousands of real estate closings in Maryland since 1985. And they are committed to the highest level of service at competitive fees. They're owned and managed by experienced real estate attorneys who work with a dedicated professional staff to ensure smooth quality service for each transaction. Summit Title is located in the heart of Towson, but their settlement officers travel to any location in Maryland that is convenient for closing. So if you or someone you know is buying a home or refinancing a mortgage, you should contact Summit Title Company. Their phone number is 410-583-5353. Or you can find them online at summittitlecompany.net. Most doctors are not trained to diagnose and treat hidden car accident injuries like muscle spasms, back pain, neck pain, and headaches. The problem is that soft tissue injuries are not always visible on x-rays. One of the best ways to detect hidden injuries is a thermography scan. Call Dr. Mitch Adolph, D.C. at 1711 York Road, Lutherville, 1-800-511-BACK to schedule your free thermography scan. Space is limited. Call 800-511-BACK today to schedule your free thermography scan. Well, you know, I thought I was smart, and then I got into this smart home, and I don't feel so smart anymore, Kim. (laughs) You mean you don't need to know when a washer is done with its cycle and get a text message? Come on, Chuck. Let's think of the practical. Or how about the smart slow cooker? It's going to sit on your counter for five hours. Why do I need it to text me when it's done? Okay. (laughs) The Kim Commando Show, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. until 1, exclusively on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM 
and WCBM.com. Welcome back. Uh, before the break, we were uh, greeted by Joe with a question, and prior to that, we were speaking about the MIA, the Maryland Insurance Administration. Uh, if a consumer wanted to actually file a complaint against some, uh, an insurance company, could anybody here want to give a good idea? What's sure. Um, it's a pretty simple procedure. For a lot of it, a lot of it, we often found ourselves in a position for small claims where we can we have to say that you know we'd love to do the work, but it's also not cost effective to hire a lawyer. And for the standard procedure thing, it's not uh, it's not imminently required. You don't need a lawyer. You can just call somebody up. You can just call up the MIA and go through that process, and they ask you for information. Um, at least now, of course, obviously, I'm a bit biased because I am a lawyer. So to <laughs> me, all their systems seem pretty simple, but. In my experience, at least, they've always been very courteous, very fast, and uh, very in, in the grand scheme of things. And they get you they get you a gigantic stack of information about your claim. I mean, you have to file a public information request to see literally all of it, but you'll get a straight answer as to what, what's happening. And often that's something with, you know, it's if I see the MIA's file on it, and I can see the MIA's file on it with a public information act request, then I can tell whether a claim is viable. I can give people advice, as opposed to, you know, when I don't have the information... I can't help someone. So um, if somebody calls up and says that a claim was denied and they have maybe just a denial letter, there's it, it limits the scope of what you can help with. But if they go through the process, go along with the MIA, file whatever you know, form it is for the complaint and get something back, it does help when they do lawyer up to be able to... It gives you a ton of more information. And, you know, it's... Uh, and it also... It, for many people, I think, the reason that they're they're upset is that they get a claim thing and they don't understand it. I mean, they don't understand why their claim is being denied, and because they, they, no one understands insurance policies because it makes no sense to learn about insurance policies because you'll only ever use the knowledge once. Um, it's rat to me. It's it's imminently rational ignorance. It doesn't make sense to learn about technicalities. And uh, but you follow the process, then you, what people want is a straight answer, and they want to know that they've they've followed through with the process, and the MIA does that. Yeah, when you file one of these claims, one of the things that the MIA will require the insurance company to produce is the claim file. And the claim file is what the insurance company maintains from the time the phone rings and they're told that there's a claim until the claim is resolved. And they have professional claim adjusters, and they have reps, and they have assistants, and everything is going onto the computer, onto the hard drive, into the claim file on that individual claim. And so you get a pretty good idea of, of what the insurance company has done on the claim and why. Hey, Bob, can you can you speak just for a second um, on the responsibility that the agents have? Uh, so you have a claim and something's not covered. So how does it differ if you go on your own and buy a policy through an 800 number where you've, you've sort of done this on your own versus buying a policy through an agent? What's the agent responsibility to the client? What's the client's responsibility? Are you better able to defend a person that's actually had an agent involved in the process versus the person that's going directly to an 800 company to buy to buy coverage. Well, Joseph and I represent both insurance companies and policyholders, and I think what you're really asking about is policyholders and whether they're better served going onto the Internet to buy their coverage or through an agent. And, of course, there are pros and cons um, on both. But the fact is that when you go onto a website of an insurance company and buy coverage, you are pretty much locking yourself in to whatever terms and conditions are part of the transaction 
between you and the website. And when you go to an agent, you have expertise. You get to pick and choose what kind of coverage you want. We were talking earlier about specific types of cars where you want to have coverage for a car that, that, that for whatever reason, has a different value than, than the ordinary vehicle that most of us drive and insure on a regular basis. And also the fact is that the agent has an obligation to you. You have a contract as a policyholder, as somebody who's gone to an agent, and the agent's gone out to get the insurance coverage for you. The agent has some some responsibility, limited responsibility, but some responsibility for making sure that they get the right coverage for you. Right. To me, it seems like a, a another level because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I carry, as an agency, we carry errors and emissions coverage, and, and it just seems to me that, um, not that I'm advocating suing agents, obviously, but you don't have that option if something happens and you've never interacted with an agent, that that's gone, right? That whole level of yeah. holding someone else accountable. It depends on which insurance company it is. With GEICO, there's an actual corporation called GEICO Insurance Agency. And if you want to do anything complicated with your website, then you have to go call them and talk to an actual human. To me, the reason you buy the internet, buy the policies over the internet, is because you don't like talking to people. Um, and I sympathize with that because, like, that's my native preference in the world. Well, that and I think people perceive that you're going to pay less, but that's not necessarily true either. Yeah. In fact, a lot of cases, no, exactly. I'm, I'm sure that less with an agent. Exactly. Right? I'm sure that you know the people because the agent has to compete with the internet, and everyone knows the score. Yeah. So I'm sure the prices level out. I think um, the other part of your question is in terms of the claim handling process. Some agents will have connections to their insurance companies, and especially if they're uh, independent agents, you know, they often have if they have huge market shares, like you know, if you on like a commercial level then they're important clients for their insurer. And they can they have leverage by calling the insurer up and saying, are you really going to deny this borderline claim? Yeah. They can also help you get straight answers, you know, because you, you mean, I'm sure that you know the people at Allstate. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, you, you, we want to do everything we can for our client because if, if the client doesn't stay, we don't get paid. So right. uh, we, if we can help somebody get a claim settled, I mean, not that it's not my money. I, I, I want to see the customer get paid because technically it's not my money. I want them happy. I want them paid. And we go out of our way to try to, to try to help. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the customer service you get when you have a relationship with the actual yeah. person um, because you know the people and you also know the people in Allstate. And, it's and less, where to it's go. A, it's a more mm-hmm. personal transaction and you know who to call to complain, who to, who to call to send the complaint to. Yeah. And that can often diffuse problems before you ever need to talk to a lawyer. Yes. When we represent policyholders, we often contact the agents early on. The agents have a much better idea of what's, what's going on so far and, and what the reasons are that the person's in our office, the policyholder's there, um, and concerned about their, their coverage. And the agent is actually, under Maryland law, a producer. You as an agent are licensed as a producer, and there are different types of producers, sometimes agents, sometimes brokers. Brokers generally represent the insurance companies and are going out and getting the insurance companies' clients and businesses to insure, and agents generally represent the policyholders. Well, anytime you buy something online, too, you, you do have a bunch of click-through menus. Or have you read this section? Who actually reads that section? Maybe one out of... You know, no one reads the section. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an infamous legal fiction that yeah. people read that small print. So, yeah. and if, you, if you're buying a policy, insurance policy, and it's got all these little click-throughs, and you, you click, yes, I read it, yes, I read it. I mean, is the consumer going to be held accountable for all that little content in there? Yes. And it, yeah. yeah. So, there's the, the problem. The other thing that's scary that we're starting to see... Um, that that bothers me. They're they're now allowing consumers 
even with the direct companies that are buying for an agent to go online themselves and make changes to their policy. So if you go out over the weekend um, and buy a car, they're going, they're going in and yep. putting adding the car, and then they're forgetting to, oops, I forgot to put collision on, and three months later, uh, mm-hmm. the, the car is in an accident. And, and I'm, so, uh, I'm certainly, we've, scary. You know, we've seen it with people who uh, they, uh, they will have a, they'll own a house, and they'll, so they'll own a house, so they'll go get a, house, a, a homeowner's policy, because that's what you do. But if you don't live in the house, you need a dwelling policy, which is used for rentals, different policy. Yeah. And if it's the wrong policy type, they will deny your Absolutely. claim. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, you know, I represented someone a while back that did that same situation. The, you know, that policy wasn't checked off. Sure enough, a few months down the road, there was an accident of questionable, you know, where everybody was like, well, we don't know who actually caused the accident. You know, and it's we're still, yeah. you know, and what referring yeah. back to Joseph, um, a, a common example of that is a, a parent dies or parents die. The the kids decide they're going to rent the home, and maybe even it's to a family member. Maybe they're paying rent or they're not yep. paying right. rent. Um, and then that yep. literally becomes a different policy exactly. for them. And a claim happens, and yep. the insurance company says, exactly. "Sorry," and I, I don't know if there's a leg to stand on. Even um, it's with, a very complicated. I could I could literally talk for fifty pages of yeah. different cases it's interesting. about well, what that's easy uh, for where you reside, cause, and the homeowner's insurance uh, policy means. But if you have uh, if you have a homeowner's insurance policies for owner occupied, and if the owner doesn't occupy, then like they're not going to pay, yeah. at least not voluntarily. Is that defendable in most states? All right, keep it's very uh, ambiguous. Hold, hold that question. We got another uh, commercial break right now. WCBM, Baltimore. Spice up your wardrobe with Needlepoint. Baldwin Belts is a Baltimore-based Needlepoint company offering Maryland-themed and other various custom-designed belts as well as accessories. All their products are 100% hand-stitched, handmade, and are guaranteed to last. Choose from one of Baldwin Belts' unique designs or customize your own belt to tell your individual story. Their custom-made products make great wedding gifts and graduation presents. Have a big event coming up? Customize a key fob to use as promotional product or gift item. Visit Baldwin Belts.com for more information. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. As a small business owner, keeping up with the ever-changing marketing and social media trends can be difficult and time-consuming. Let SK Creative Solutions take the responsibility off of your plate. At SK Creative Solutions, they offer various marketing services such as social media management, website design, search engine optimization, and graphic design. SK Creative Solutions is a one-stop shop for all of your small business marketing and advertising needs. Grow your business today with the power of social media and website marketing. Visit skcreativesolutions.com for more information. Stay connected and informed with the latest news at the top of every hour. Then talk about it on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. The machine of a dream. Such a clean 
And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Welcome back to the last segment for this our first hour here. And uh, I do got to uh, give a shout-out to Noah. Thank you for being back this week. You know, you're always a great DJ as well as engineer. Um, and before the break, oh, actually, before I even do that, let's give out the numbers again. Please give us a call. The number is 410-922-6680 or 1-800-922-6680. This week's show is the Insurance Gurus. We've got Bob Symes as our guest. And um, before the break, we were having a conversation, and I'll let uh, John reiterate his last question out before you, you were okay. No, oh, okay. I'm looking I'm at you. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Bob was going to add something to the conversation. Yeah, about the way you reside clauses. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were talking clauses. about it. My apologies. Sorry, I, 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 you, you threw like, me off. I was going to sleep like, over <laughs> We were talking about coverage and the agent's responsibility, and Joseph mentioned that he could talk for a long time on what <laughs> residency right. means <laughs> in an insurance policy. And it's important for people to understand who are consumers of insurance that the language that use, is used in insurance policy is very important because the claim that you have is a contract claim. It's based on the contract of insurance between you as the policyholder and the insurance company. And one of the issues that runs, that runs through case law in state after state is what does it mean to be a resident? What does it mean to reside in a particular location? What does it mean to have domicile? And Joseph has done an incredible and, and terrific amount of research. And sooner or later, I'm going to finish going through it, and we will get it published. But it's just a good example of how much variation you can get from one court to another and one state to another on what the terms of an insurance policy means. He's basically put together a paper that's about 50 pages long. Yeah, Is that right? Draft. It's a uh, draft. It needs to grow a little because people keep on having the dispute. On what resides <laughs> means. Yeah, exactly. The, the form says, we insure the house, the one, two, or three family dwelling, shown on the declarations page, where you reside. And depending on what which state you're in, how they punctuate it, and how the court sees at least three different kinds of ambiguity in the language, your result can change. Yeah. And it can change from, oh, your house burned down, here's the $250,000 check, to policy what policy, we won't even know if you're funded for premium, and we suspect that it was fraud to get the policy to begin with. It's a huge difference based on a tiny little paragraph. And if you buy the policy on a website, then... You're going to be locked in to whatever the court in that particular venue and jurisdiction thinks it resides means. On the other hand, if you buy it from John and you call him up because circumstances have changed, new mortgage holder, you haven't quite moved, finished moving into a new home, whatever it may be, he has responsibility. And so there's a good example, right, with what we're talking about and contract construction that insurance agents can be very valuable. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's part of the interview process is to and I, ask and I, what the agent And did. I would encourage, too, on that following up with that, is just be be upfront when you have changes in your home and, and your status. If you have people that have passed away, you're still living in the house, 
be upfront with your agent because it could really burn you. In the exactly. End. Yeah, you lie to your agent, and that's on you. But you yeah. tell the agent right. the truth, and then the agent does on the agent. Yeah, exactly. And you, you I, don't have the risk. I'm just like picturing someone who will like go online. You know, they they bought a vacation house somewhere. They plan on splitting their time or something like other. You yep. know, they're going to be you know North Carolina, the Outer Banks for a while, and then you know come back to Maryland, and then you know maybe somebody leaves something you know yep. cooking in the fryer like and they walk away or something. A lot of the big cases are actually about the person who has a vacation home, and if you had a vacation home, does he really reside? Where does he reside? In one and the other, and if you have an agent, then the agent will go and tell the underwriters, and you'll have a record that you told them, and the underwriter won't yeah. turn around to be like, you tricked us, we're not paying. Well, here's the money in the waters. What if they happen to rent that uh, beach house out sometimes, and yep, they reside exactly. there too? And tell the agent. Tell the agent, and then the agent will sort it you out. You know, and a lot of times, and you guys are get proof, involved you in real estate. Yeah, get proof, but in the real estate... Uh, you tell us you, you, a lot of times people get a better and a lower mortgage rate if it's considered a primary home versus a vacation yep. home. So, oh, yeah. again, pay the extra half a point or quarter of a point or whatever to have that exactly. designated you, properly. Let's hold, so this, that it's hold this conversation. There's someone who wants to give us a, a compliment, so we always oh, got to take those. Wow. All right. uh, I think we were speaking to Sally. Yes, I just wanted to tell you how informative your program is. Um, I mean... I've learned so much, and I just want to thank y'all. Well, uh, thank you, thank you. We, we want to keep our listeners very happy. And uh, I believe we do have to cut this call short, but you know, call in a couple of us anytime. Sally, like, thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you, Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go to our commercial break on that high note. Is that your sister? Talk Radio 680, Stay connected and stay informed on the number one news talk station, Talk Radio 680, WCBM, Baltimore, and WCBM.com. House Republicans turn up the heat on the Justice Department. I'm Steve Rappaport, Fox News. Last week we sent a subpoena, and then on Thursday we discovered that they are not going to comply with our subpoena. Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes on Fox and Friends drawing a line in the sand. The only thing left that we can do is we have to move quickly to hold the Attorney General of the United States in contempt. The House Committee looking into allegations of DOJ and the FBI abusing surveillance powers in scrutinizing the Trump campaign. The Justice Department saying it is not in a position to provide information regarding the committee's request. Deal or no deal, President Trump has until Saturday to decide whether to withdraw from the Iran nuclear agreement, and th- those on both sides are hoping to convince him. Fox's Gurnal Scott has more live. Steve, many members of Congress are concerned the Iran agreement is, as the president would call it, a bad deal. Among them, a non-Republican. Connecticut Independent Senator Joe Lieberman on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures says the deal gave away America's leverage. In return for a pause in their nuclear program, if they're keeping their word, which they don't have a good reputation for doing. Lieberman says Iran also got billions in cash it uses to support terrorism. Allies like England want to convince the president to stick with the deal, and its top diplomat will present those options in Washington this week, Steve. Gurnal, about 1,700 residents on Hawaii's Big Island can't return home yet as a volcano continues to spew lava. Hundreds of small earthquakes also rattling the area. The bottom line is that we've got additional outbreaks of lava within Leilani subdivision, just as we anticipated. Um, It's still a fairly low level of lava output, but uh, small lava flows are starting to form and move a few tens of yards away from this active fissure. That's Tina Neal with the U.S. Geological Survey, lava destroying at least five homes. Fox News, fair and balanced. 
Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. The first hurdle on the road to the midterm elections coming up soon. Democrats have high hopes for the midterms. House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi says she plans to serve again as House Speaker if Democrats flip the House. President Trump told supporters at the National Rifle Association convention not to get complacent. But before the November midterms, there are primaries this week in West Virginia, Indiana, and Ohio, all places where Republican candidates are running for the opportunity to face Senate Democrats in states that President Trump one in 2016. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Senate Republican primary in West Virginia is pretty tight with Congressman Evan Jenkins, State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, and former Energy Executive Don Blankenship all vying to unseat Democrat Joe Manchin. Another week and another jump at the gas pumps. The national average for regular rising seven cents to two dollars and ninety cents per gallon. That's according to the Lundberg survey, which tracks gas prices nationwide. An award-winning South African movie director makes a deadly mistake. Carlos Cavallo was reportedly warned to give Gerald the giraffe space as a wild animal on a game reserve near Johannesburg, but chose to try and film up close. The giraffe headbutted Carvalho, fatally throwing him some 16 feet. This is the second incident in a week in South Africa of a wild animal becoming aggressive when humans get close. Earlier, a lion attacked a man who had hand-reared him when the man, wildlife reserve owner Michael Hodge, got out of his car. The lion was shot dead after dragging the injured Hodge into bushes. In Johannesburg, Paul Tilsley, Fox News. A bombing inside a mosque in Afghanistan killing at least 14 people and wounding more than 30. The mosque was being used as a voter registration center at the time. No claim of responsibility yet, but a Taliban spokesman says they didn't do it. The Taliban and ISIS oppose democratic elections. I'm Steve Rappaport, Fox News Radio. Stimulating talk, breaking news on Talk Radio 680, WCBM. Scattered showers, even thunderstorms for us here this afternoon as we finish out our weekend. Otherwise cloudy and cooler. High temperatures, middle part of the 60s. Showers tapering to an end here tonight, middle 50s. Rated out of the clouds on Monday, it'll be a little milder. Slight chance for a few showers, highs around 70. I'm Ken Boone from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBS. It's May, and that means it's time to celebrate Mom. Rescue Natural Supplements has a deal that you do not want to miss. Everything is on sale, including natural supplements for heart health, energy, sleep problems, weight loss, stress, blood sugar, immune health, digestion, and so much more. 
Treat the woman in your life to the gift of good health. Go online and shop today at MyRescueProducts.com. That's M-Y-R-E-S-Q Products.com. Or call and speak to one of the knowledgeable, friendly consultants who can help you find just the right product. Call toll-free at 1-800-26-ALIVE. That's 1-800-262-5483. And mention the code WCBMMOM to get bonus-free shipping. Use the same code when you shop online. Once again, it's WCBMMOM. Slash pricing won't last long so shop and save today and don't forget to listen to rescue healthline with yours truly sean casey and dr jeffrey shapiro sunday mornings at eight right here on talk radio 680 wcbn after all the sleep you cost your mom through the years it's time to give it all back i'm scott tannen founder of bowl and branch this mother's day give your mom the gift she deserves great sleep on bowl and branch sheets our sheets are handcrafted from 100 percent organic cotton they get softer over time We guarantee she'll love them. She can try them risk-free for 30 nights. Now through Mother's Day, get $50 off your first set plus free shipping at BullenBranch.com. Promo code DOES. That's BullenBranch.com. Promo code DOES. The WCBM Studios are sponsored by Safe Retirement Solutions in Annapolis and Towson. Call Rod Barrowe, 410-266-1120 or visit SafeRetirementSolutions.com. Law Talk with Bill Sherwood is brought to you by Sherwood Legal Services. The lawyers on air are not able to give advice about any given person's legal problem over the air. Giving legal advice requires confidentiality. Attorney-client privilege won't protect conversations literally being broadcast from a radio. If you call into this show, the attorneys don't represent you unless you sign a retainer. No paperwork, no representation. You have no expectation of privacy or attorney-client privilege on a call. This is a live broadcast. It does not get less confidential than this. The attorneys can't predict how any given legal matter will turn out. Lawyers give legal advice. They can't give you tailored advice about your legal problems without an in-person interview. Please call in with your general legal questions. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Hi, this is Bill Sherwood. We're back for our final half hour of the show. And uh, before the uh, before the break, we actually had a nice compliment call come in. So thank, we'll always take the compliments. So thank you. Sally. And then, <laughs> thank you, Sally, wherever you were calling from. And then um, maybe compliments ought to get a a, a forty dollar gift card, yeah, right? Something I, I think there's those. a limit to how much we can incentivize. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, sort of like I'll give you the best compliment ever for a brand new car. <laughs> no. um, so. We were talking. We've been talking uh, today with Bob Symes, uh, insurance attorney for a long time, and uh, my friend and mentor, as well as the employer for Yosef. And today we're also joined with, as well as with Yosef and of course John. And we've been talking a lot about the insurance claim process. And I, I would think that you know maybe we should go a little bit more into that. Maybe uh, talk about you know uninsured motorist claims, or maybe some exclusions, stuff like that, because that's. That's something that not a lot of people really know about unless they've, you know, had the misfortune of having to need the uninsured voters policy. So, um, you know, Bob or Yosef, do you care to maybe explain what it is first? An uninsured motorist policy is a bet you take against being hit by being, by an uninsured or underinsured motorist. So if you're driving along and, um, you get hit by, say, by a car, then you'll sue them and their lie, their insurance will pay. And if they don't have insurance, then this policy will pay. 
it will also, and it works, let's say you have a $100,000 limit. It puts you into the position you would have been in had the person who hit you had a $100,000 limit. Um, which is a very weird way to think about it. What it's doing is protecting you from other people driving without insurance. Like, for example, if it's a stolen car, that's not covered. Um, or if they have a $30,000 policy and you have $100,000 in medical bills, they are covered, but they're only covered for $30,000 and then you're done. Well, your policy protects you if you get, you get injured more than their policy limits and you can collect the balance. Um, they, and it is a mandatory coverage. You cannot waive this. Um, because the law requires you to carry enough coverage to keep to protect yourself. Um, and it's, you know, to me, the main reason, you know, the main thing that a personal, that high limits gets you in a personal liability policy and an auto policy. Yeah, there are there are choices in limits, obviously. Um, yeah. And I think from a liability stand or an uninsured motorist standpoint, and, and you all may be able to address this, but injuries, the big, right, if you're, you or a family member could be killed by an uninsured motorist, th- th- there's, that's... Absolutely. Insurance is all about controlling man- and managing risk. And, and what you're doing with uninsured motorist coverage is is managing and controlling risk. The way it operates is that you, John or Jane Doe, are in an accident, and it's caused by the negligence of another driver. And you cannot control what the policy limits are of that other driver. So even though the other driver caused the accident. You may have very severe injuries. That other driver may have minimal limits in, in Maryland, 30000 per person, $60,000 per occurrence. And if indeed you or a loved one, a family member, loses a limb or has other severe injuries, which happen more often than, than we like to think in automobile accidents, $30,000 is it's not going to cover the loss. Now, if you've bought uninsured motorist coverage, as Joseph alluded to, it's not just uninsured motorist coverage, it's underinsured motorist coverage. So if you, in your own policy, insuring yourself and family members, have coverage with $300,000 per person, or $250,000 per person, $500,000 per occurrence, then you're going to have an additional amount of coverage between the difference of your uninsured motorist limits of $250,000 per person and the $30,000 per person limits of the person who was responsible for the accident. And that's $220,000 um, that may very well be worth the investment in as far as premium dollars are concerned. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people get confused. I, I don't know how many times people have come to me and say, well, well why should I spend money for uninsured motorists on the road? And what I, I think what we ought to make people understand is uninsured motorists is for you, not really yeah. the uninsured driver right. on the road. So a lot of times that's overlooked, or we see a lot of people coming in, not, not knocking the 800 companies, but with lower limits of, of uninsured motors than they actually carry with liability. And I say, right. why? The uninsured motors is for you. The liability is for, for, for other people. <laughs> for yeah, other people. It, so. it has to do with your also, like, the uh, the way that third-party bad faith works. Um, a lot of times, if you have a very low limit, then what happens is your insurance company says, here, take the limits, and the other side settles for that because there's no money pursuing most Americans. So they right. say, oh, 30000 we'll take our money, we'll take our check now, no one needs to go to court, everyone goes home, and you often wind up without being without anyone chasing you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people chase you, sometimes they're uninsured motorist carriers in the business of chasing people who didn't carry enough insurance, yeah. will mm-hmm. totally chase you and drive you into a bankruptcy to get paid, 
and like you're going to a bankruptcy because if you just tell them to pound sand, then they will they will just take away your license, yeah. um, and they will make you pay. Yeah. Can you? Um, I, I actually several years ago, it was an attorney uh, daughter was away at school in California and was actually struck by an uninsured driver as she was walking as a pedestrian, and he had had uh, a I don't know if it was a, a hundred thousand or a three hundred thousand dollar uninsured motorist limit, but I, I remember them coming back saying he, they wish after the fact that he had had more in uninsured motors because you could collect yeah. on something like that, correct? Is yeah, that exactly. you can because you can collect because you know you were killed by an uninsured motorist, right? Um, but you, uh, you know, you obviously I don't know the particular facts, so I can't. You know, you need to see this facts. This has been years ago. exactly. Yeah. And uh, but the other thing you you also see with that is uh, a lot of people will buy coverage, they'll buy an umbrella. And a standard umbrella is a liability umbrella. Yes. A liability umbrella will go pay off people. So, you know, if you have a $1.5 million liability umbrella and you flatten a doctor, then, okay, you're going to be paying. But, like, it doesn't help you if you're d- d- flat. Don't assume because your umbrella, you've got $1.5 yeah, exactly. or $2 million in an umbrella that you're going to have that on your uninsured motors. You need to make sure that you've as, got yeah. the limit that you as want on uninsured motors. a policy question, the, the, the minimums are thirty sixty in Maryland. So is, wouldn't it make more sense maybe to say... Maybe let's raise the minimums for a lot of the insurance, you know, for, for what we need to have as yeah. insurance. Yeah. I, I think you might I'll, want to explain the 30, yeah. 60, I mean, too. Yeah. Our problem with that is if you raise the limit, uh, every additional dollars of coverage costs less on the pyramid. The, the cheapest mm-hmm. dollar, the cheapest dollar is like the millionth. The most expensive is the first because that's the most likely to pay out. Mm-hmm. If you raise the minimum limit, sure, everyone will have more coverage and it will be great. But what you'll also do is raise the price of insurance. And raising the price of insurance disproportionately penalizes poor people. Because yeah. they actually, like, their dollar is more valuable than my dollar. Because they've got less dollars and the more money right. you have, the less value is to show But a dollars. lot of times, you'll, the difference between the 30000 per person, 60000 per accident, if you want to bring somebody up to the next level at fifty, one hundred, or one hundred, three hundred, yep. you'd be shocked. It might be thirty-five or forty dollars every six months, so it's not a significant amount of money. But if uh, somebody's price conscious and they're well, cutting every penny, significant to you and significant to me and significant to someone who barely has enough money to eat are all very different very, things. Very true. And when you say you must buy fifty thousand, what you're doing is you're taking that agency away from an individual person who can make a decision about what he wants to do with his money, and you're telling him that you have to go and buy this product. But, but a lot of it depends on a person's assets and what they have at risk. Exactly. And I think and, it's it's individualized. And for the guy that has assets or the gal that has assets and riding around on a thirty sixty policy where. And, right. and they're not made aware of, hey, you could spend 30 or $40 no, exactly, hours to protect those assets. That's it's not decision. responsible. That's, that's well, a decision, and I think that's a decision that right now we leave it to them to make. Or yeah. would it be a better policy thing where if somebody has you know, a lot of points or whatever, we make them buy a higher minimum? I, I think it's know? all about education. When people come in to purchase a policy, you need to be educated on what's available and then la- allow that consumer exactly, to, make, to uh, make a choice and a decision. But if you yeah. don't have the right education and, exactly. and brought up, to, you don't if have... you don't a, make an informed decision, then you're and, not and really you're making a decision. That, you're just, you know, you're just throwing a dart. Give me the not cheapest the price. Thing. Not always the best way to go. So, yeah. So, um, with the... So, so we, to clarify, you're able to actually c- collect on uninsured or underinsured motors, even if you're not actually in the car. You happen to have the policy. You're walking. I, yeah. Sometimes it's possible to be able to... Yeah, I to, need to read your policy to be certain that it didn't require it to be connected to the use of an automobile, but I think that's, you know... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I know yeah, exactly. PIP, uh, you, can, you can be hit as a pedestrian. Exactly, uh, yeah. Well, PIP, PIP is a very weird and awesome side yeah, thing. Can, can you guys explain 
the significance and the importance uh, of of having PIP versus not having PIP because one thing that drives me crazy is, you know, we we do free analysis on policies and people come in and they have PIP waves. So well, to clarify you, to all the listeners that yeah. the PIP is personal injury protection insurance. And then, or no fault, I think it's yeah. referred to. No yeah, it's fault. No fault PIP. in some states. It's part of the shift towards no fault. But, but maybe explain how it works. It's optional. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's an optional coverage that you're allowed to waive for you and your members of your family. And it's the idea is that you buy coverage that instead of saying, uh, instead of uh, instead of being dependent on whether whose fault it is, then it just pays. It just pays based right. on medical bills. It pays based on lost wages. Um, there's a formula in the statute, and you can buy coverage. And it's actually a pretty expensive coverage because you know it pays every time. But it pays every time. You get into an accident. It does not matter if the accident is caused by you wrapping a car around a tree because you were, you know, drunk and high. And, it will, you know, it doesn't matter. It still pays. Yeah. It protects you against your own negligence. Right. And, it, it's, and a, it, it's a legislative compromise that came about in 1972 when the compulsory insurance legislation in Maryland was passed. And at that point in time, with automobiles having really populated highways after World War II and the amount of accidents and the injuries in the accident and the property damages in the accidents being so significant, there was a lot of, of debate over what the best way for a state to set up system would be. And some states set up no fault, which meant that it didn't matter who was responsible for the accident. The insurance was just going to cover the loss, essentially. That's the s- simplest way to put it. And with PIP, that's personal injury protection, and it's part of a two- or three-statute section of this compulsory insurance legislation. And at first it was mandatory, and now it's no longer mandatory. But what you're buying when you buy your insurance coverage is liability coverage in case you're sued for doing something that causes injury to somebody else, coverage for the car itself, for the property, and then uninsured motorist coverage. And then finally, the PIP is coverage, regardless of whether you cause the accident or somebody else caused the accident, of generally $2,500 or more for Bob, medical can, services. Can you give us a couple examples well, of um, what... We hold that question. Okay. we got, uh, we got to get ready to go to the break, and then we'll have our final small segment. WCBM Baltimore. Say, folks, if you own land, I'm sure you would love to have the time to work it, develop it, spend time with it. If so, go see my good friends at Mahindra. Because for a limited time, you can get one of Mahindra's best-selling tractors, the 2555 shuttle with loader, and get up to $9,000 off MSRP. With 55 horsepower, it's great for all of you hobby farmers. Plus, the 2555 includes an industry-leading seven-year limited powertrain warranty. Mahindra also offers a full lineup of tractors from 20 horsepower all the way up to 125 horsepower. For offer details or to learn more about the world's number one selling tractor, visit MahindraUSA.com. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Security Equipment in Baltimore or visit SecurityFNH.com. That's securityfnh.com. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. 
Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are your real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com or call them 443 443- 776-1846. The Hilton Garden Inn Owings Mills, where we provide a positive environment for the always on the go guest to discover and connect while on the road, ensuring each trip is a wonderful experience at the Owings Mills Hilton Garden Inn. Call today, 410-654-0030 to reserve a date night package and have a good night's sleep in our newly renovated nature-inspired design, allowing you to work and relax. Cook to order breakfast with a winning service and inviting new social spaces. The Hilton Garden in Owings Mills, Maryland is focused on making each stay enjoyable. To find out what Hilton Garden in Owings Mills can do for you, call 410-654-0030. Hilton Garden in Owings Mills has a full service restaurant and bar offering dinner room service after a hectic day. Call today to make your reservations or to plan an event. 410-654-0030. The Hilton Garden Inn, Owings Mills. Most doctors are not trained to diagnose and treat hidden car accident injuries like muscle spasms, back pain, neck pain, and headaches. The problem is that soft tissue injuries are not always visible on x-rays. One of the best ways to detect hidden injuries is a thermography scan. Call Dr. Mitch Adolph, D.C. at 1711 York Road, Lutherville, 1-800-511-BACK to schedule your free thermography scan. Space is limited. Call 800-511-BACK today to schedule your free thermography scan. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBN and WCBM.com. As we found out, if you do have a little deuce coupe, you want to make sure you let your insurance agent know about all the souped-up engine parts and everything else you'll be covered. Uh, getting back to our uh, our last and final topic for this insurance guru uh, show, uh, we were talking about PIP coverage, and I think Yosef was going to bring us home on that. Yes, yeah, so your PIP policy is going to cover you. If let's say for example you are driving and you uh, you wrap your car around a tree, it will pay the first two thousand five hundred dollars of your medical, which means it will pay your deductible, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to ever pay that money back if it turns out you know you like for example you wrapped around the tree because it turned out that all your steering system had been screwed up by the mechanic and his policies pay and you might get you know and, and you don't have to be wor- worried about a, a, yep. a claim being held against you and your rate yeah exactly and that's something that like our reverse for other cars talked about. Um, if you know if the insurance pays, if your health insurance pays, for example, and then you you recover for liability, you have to pay them back with one third off for attorneys' fees. There's a statute, but PIP doesn't ever get paid back. Yeah. You also could use it if you miss two weeks of work. You can use it to pay for the wages, um, and again, you don't have to ever pay the back. It's just you know it's basically free money. Yeah. 
And that's that's the the bet you're taking. The reason they did this is that they hoped this would reduce the amount of litigation, and it would also mean that if you were a bad driver and you caused and you caused an accident, you're not going to be left out in the cold because your pit carrier will step in and at least you'll step in to go pay all those doctors. Yeah. Um, and it's you know so it protects you regardless, even if you're at fault, even if no one's at fault, and it protects you. Uh, for the medical bills, there's no pain and suffering. I think it pays like 85% of wages, yeah. and you don't have to have an elaborate procedure. You just file an application, and most of the time, barring exceptions, barring exclusions, you know, then they give you their money. And if they don't, then they have to pay interest on it. Yeah. So, um, so lost wages and medical expenses yeah, and policy exactly. deductibles, it's a pretty wide exactly. range. Well, it doesn't, because it, it, it just gives you, pays you for each dollar of the medical bill. So they have to pay you within 30 days of, of your submission yeah. of satisfactory proof of, of the reasonable medical expenses that you sustain, and if they don't, then as Joseph said, interest starts to accrue. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can be hit as a pedestrian, we were mentioning yep. off-air, yeah. which is interesting. Actually, if you hit a pedestrian, and even if they're uninsured, your PIP covers the pedestrians you hit. Um, even if it's a pedestrian's fault. Yeah, that's part of, exactly, that's part of, and of course, what that does is it means that if you, you know, if you flatten some guy who doesn't have a car, so he doesn't have yeah. a, a PIP <laughs> policy, someone's going to cover him. Um, in fact, his that pip you can't waive. Yeah. Um, and that's it's a way. It's the idea of the system is that this way you won't have people who have sudden accidental injuries related to cars, which is a huge problem, and out in the cold with no one to pay. This way, there'll always be at least something you know to cover the emergency room bill because most of the time, if there's no insurance that pays for the bill, then what really happens is the hospital's left with the bag because you know what are they going to do? Sue someone with no job because he can't work because someone broke his legs? Yeah. I mean, that's really going to help. <laughs> So uh, I do want to thank Bob for coming in. Um, it's been a pleasure, and I'm, I'm glad we hoodwinked you in. I'm sure we've educated somebody out there that might have. You thank know. you for having me. This has been great. And um, your website should be lawrls.com, if I'm correct. Right. Okay. So if you have any complex insurance matters, look up lawrls.com, and you'll get a hold of Bob as well as Joseph, and they should be able to help you out. Bob, want to throw his phone number out there in case people want to get a hold of him? Or? Sure. 410-366-5606. There we Very go. Good. And then, um, of course, John, uh, you know, you're always in here with your... Uh, with helping with the insurance questions as well, so uh, we we're we're always open to uh, policy reviews for anyone, whether they're insured with the Coke Agency or not, and we hopefully can give out a lot of good advice, uh, a lot of good advice, and and uh, point you in the right direction. And what's your website and phone number as well? It is uh, Coke Insurance Agency four one zero nine three one one four hundred, and the best. Way to get a hold of me is John Koch, J O H N K O C H at allstate.com. John Koch at allstate.com. And if you know, for my fa- uh, uh, shameless self promotion, uh, you can find me on the web at wsherwoodlaw.com. Again, wsherwoodlaw.com. We've actually got a radio website uh, going now, and it's law talk.show. Law talk.show. You can also find old episodes on uh, Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes podcast. Just, just Law Talk, Bill Sherwood. The episodes pop right up. So pick your favorite. Yes, please. <laughs> Spread um, the word. And then um, 
The office number to be able to reach me is 410-366-4417. And again, you know, any of the uh, Law Talk episodes, we do want to uh, ask people to, to submit their lawyer jokes for the week to be able to ch- uh, win a chance at a uh, <laughs> gift card. Uh, yeah, so don't go make to me law. write lawyer jokes. <laughs> yeah. you know, otherwise, we'll have to keep uh, using Yosef to research all the lawyer jokes. Maybe so. we could expand that to even questions, general questions that people may yes. have in reference to law. Yeah, they're yep. not as fun as lawyer jokes. Uh, I'm got to have a lawyer joke. joke. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> so anything you want to talk to us about, you know, if you, you know, if you haven't had a chance to call in, you want to reach out to us over the web. It's law-talk.show, and uh, you can also look for us on Facebook as well. So we're trying to put everything out there. Uh, thanks again, and we'll be seeing you soon next week. Uh, thank you to Yosef and Bob and yeah, John. Let's, let's have Bob back again. Yes, you say? You know, Bob, should, I'm, I'm happy to come we, back. We didn't okay, even get started with everything such a, we wanted to talk such about. Such a great today. crew to spend my yeah, time with. Yeah, we can with. talk about the commercial general liability policies oh. and occurrences. Oh, my God. There's nothing like a term this so ambiguous lawyers can't agree what oh. it means. <laughs> we love those. Yeah, An hour and a half is not enough better. Thanks, everybody. We hope to see you next week. Good afternoon. Radio 680, WCBM.